Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, down in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. Yes, we are. The Guitar Knobs podcast, where we talk about, what do we do, Tony, real quick? We talk quick? about boutique gear. We talk about builders of gear. We talk about not-so-boutique gear. This is good stuff that we got today. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we like to get the the whole story, the truth behind the truth. And, uh, you know... That's what we do. And a little bit of, and, and just a little sprinkle of nonsense. Yes. Um, or nonsense. Nonsense. If you have one of our first, first run t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling error. Dang it. Stupid spell check. Uh, I love it. Man. Anyways, we have a fantastic guest that we're going to be talking to do. We can't wait to do this. Uh, guest, who are you? I'm Alex G from Blackstar. All right. Thank you for joining us. And you're calling from uh, where in France? Uh, nowhere in France. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I'm coming from uh, just outside Northampton, England, where Blackstar HQ is based. Nice. Perfect. Sweet. Um, and you can tell he's not an AI bot because he said HQ, not HQ. Oh. That's the trick. It's that or ah. it's, it's, or it's um, when you put the three fingers up, you know, for three. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like if you do... The thumb, the index, and the that's middle. That's German. That's the German. The three, the pinky, the ring, and the middle is, what is that? Uh, that's okay. That means, <laughs> that I makes think. makes an okay sign. I think that's uh, French. Yeah. And well, then, but the three middle fingers, or the three fingers. Yeah, anyways. You know like, how we know that? you guys uh, talking about? Well, we, we do it slightly different in the UK as well, so. Um, yes. we, we put uh, index finger on, on both hands and one toe up. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's convenient yeah. if you're in a bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I like using the two middles myself. Yes. Uh, anyways. <laughs> that um, was a reference to Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Yes. The the giveaway. Uh, so we're going to talk to Now, you might be saying, wait, guys, guys, guys. Um, a little thing from Dumb and Dumber right there. There you go. Um, the uh, we, we just had, you guys just had Black Star on, didn't you? Yes, we did. And it was a... It was an incredible. It was set a doozy of two. I episodes. missed it, so they had to come back on so I can be on it. Yes. Exactly, because Jared is the biggest Blackstar fan in the in the in the I, UK, I've USA. I've had my HD sixty for about, gosh, eight ten years, a little more than ten years. Yep. Oh, nice, years. cool. I, it's I still have it, best sounding app. Yeah. There you go. So uh, we had that episode, and we learned all about. That was really mostly focused on. Who is Blackstar, and why don't we know very much about them? Um, or as much as we should. As much as we should, yes. That's a great correction. Um, that's what I'm here for. Thank you. What we're talking about today, because we touched on on the, se- on the second half of that episode with Blackstar, we talked about the Amped One, which, w- which absolutely blew us away. Yes. What we didn't know is at the time, they were actually about to launch the Amped 2 and Amped 3, uh, which was a huge surprise to me and a very nice one. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, we need to find out more about these because this, these are these truly are game-changing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, line of, of Absolutely. Uh, no, because, I mean, if I, I dreamt about gear like this when I was lugging around 
stuff in the 1980s playing out. I said, God, wouldn't it be great if you could just have something really small that had every all your effects and everything into it? And, you know, you could even, you might not even need a cabinet. You could just run it out into the, into the house mix. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, Low. 40 some years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's pretty sweet uh, bits of um, a kit, as you guys might say over there. Mm. Um, now, we're going to dive into that in just a second, uh, but we need to take care of a bunch of nonsense uh, ahead of time. And first of all, we need to say, uh, I, I, get, I got a great letter from um, Mark Paget. Paget! I, and I wanted to share this. Mark Paget says, hey, Todd, man, the past few episodes you guys have spun up have had me in stitches, laughing to the point of almost being in tears. I typically listen to you guys during my drive home from work. It is a great relaxation for me to listen to you and your band of merry gentlemen on a regular basis. You are, however, at fault. Uh oh. For making me look like a hysterical idiot on occasion. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's... I'll, I can deal with that. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually Jared's yeah. role. Um, some of the you guys say uh, and the way that you laugh at each other makes me laugh and always at the exact uh, same time I'm at a red light or merging into a rotary and I often get stares from cars as if I'm deranged lunatic and stuck in traffic. If the shoe fits. Yes. So keep up the great fun and watch for my name in the news to see if I get committed to a nut house. <laughs> I might need a reference. All right. Well, Delightful note from Mark Paget, one of our longtime supporters. Uh, Mark, we'll, po- we'll post bail and get you out, and you can you can come re- recoup with us. Yeah. We'll break you yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, we love hearing about hearing things like that, and, um, you know, because we truly do love what we're doing here, and... Um, it, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to hear that. I like his little quote at the bottom. Oh, there. yeah, there's a little quote. He says, uh, music washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. That's from Red Auerbach. Tony? Is that, is that some relation to Dan? I, I don't know. Or maybe that's his nickname. Maybe. Don't know. Anyways, um, not familiar with Red Auerbach, but now we, now we all have to look that up. Yep. Google. Anyways, uh, let's get on to what's going on in our music world this week, and we're going to start off with the voluptuous and varicose Tony <laughs> Tanya Varicose? <Bola. laughs> voluptuous and varicose do not belong in the same sentence. I'm sorry, Todd. I think you need to get your... your uh, I was looking your for your V-words. That, that get, kind get, of... get your thesaurus out. <laughs> Voluminous. Voluminous is probably more appropriate. (laughs) Um, Tanya Bolonsky, go ahead. And then we're going to check in and we're going to find out what's going on with Alex G. Well, Todd, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was told you how disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to have a Union Jack Ricky style guitar to kind of go along with your 335 style Union Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, lo and behold... Low. Did That's I use that too low and behold. Two low and beholds today. Yeah. Um, I got an uh, a message from the, the the seller that I had originally ordered one from, and he said, "Are you still interested in this?" And uh, he sent photos of the actual finished guitar, and I wrote back, "How soon can you ship?" He said, "Today." Wow. So I said, "Okay, the deal is back on." 
So right. uh, I've been tracking it. It landed in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. It'll still probably be at least a week because they got to unload the plane and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, just to, you know, this is a Ricky style guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got three mini humbuckers. It has a Bigsby on it. There are some differences, but I the, the thing I really love about it is it's got a Union Jack on the front of the guitar. That's cool. And that's, you know, I, I just, that to me, I love that motif, whether it's on, you know, Noel Gallagher's or... I think there's been a few other people that have had Union Jacks on guitars. Possibly, um, there had to be. Okay, now let's 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 hop on over to Alex since we're already talking to him. Alex, what's going on in your music world this week? Music world, well, I mean, obviously the the, the Amp Three launch. That's the that's the big one. Will that be <laughs> so, available in a Union Jack? <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> Not for launch. I do have. Hey, I do have. Special. I do that have a Union Jack awesome, Vox uh, wah pedal. Yeah, I did like that one. Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, back to Alex Tony. Okay, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, yeah, so you launched that. That was a pretty big deal, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about, everybody. Just so you you understand mm. that that's coming in the episode. I think the I think the biggest thing that happened like this week in my guitar world is probably nothing to do with Black Side. Is that is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my dad makes um, makes classical guitars. Oh. Uh, oh. So he's been doing this for for since he was a well since he graduated from college. So um, he's just been given an award from the king for services of music. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty cool. What what's uh, what does he have a brand name or is he just Mister G? He he's uh, a Sergi. Uh, Sorry, Sergi. <laughs> Why not? Let's call him Sir. <laughs> no, I think it's um, he's getting a British Empire Medal, which makes him a oh, BEM. Yeah. BEM. So. That sounds so cool. It does, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what else does? It's just the fact that there's a king now. It's I mean, that's weird. I've been yeah. waiting for that yeah. for a long time. <laughs> 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 What a I mean, I'm sorry. No, it's weird. Like I, I'm sad that the queen passed, but honestly, she had a really long life. You know. Yeah. But, but I think that's really cool. The king of England. You could say that now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does yeah. King Charles keep the corgis? Is he a corgi fan like his mom was, or? Well, I hope so. What's the other option? Are they gone? <laughs> Bull mastiff. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I. Anyways. Oh boy. Well, it'd be an English mastiff. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alex, I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> we tend to go off off tangents so, every once in a while. Take, so. You'll probably take that I, out. Anyway. My I'll job is to this. keep this on track. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you, does he have? Is it like a brand name? Does he have a brand name, or is he just a guy, or like how does this work? Yeah, so I think he's got the 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 British Empire Medal. So it's a at the end of his name will be B E M. But his yeah. guitar company. Well, his guitar company is him. So okay, it's right. just Michael G Guitars. Michael G. All right, G stands for guitar. Well, we'll have to everybody go exactly. look that up and see what you can find on the internet. Um, there's there's not much on the internet. That's the thing. Okay, He's never done any marketing or you know. Wow. So he got a medal for. They must be good. I I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless they're just handing them out in those BMs out. Uh, cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. We're gonna get into uh, your world in depth here in just a couple minutes. 
How about Jared? Jared, about yourself? Oh, yeah. It's time for my week thing. Uh, so I'm going up to Fremont and uh, next week uh, for home uh, to visit for a while for a few occasions. Uh, one of the occasions is a really good friend of mine I've been playing music with since early high school. He hasn't really had a lot of great guitars in his life. He really hasn't. He's a couple decent ones here and there just to get them by. And I bought him uh, an acoustic. I don't even remember what brand it is. Just some across the pond brand, uh, inexpensive acoustic guitar about 10 years ago. Probably the other pond, the East Pond, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the one where the not so great guitars come from. The Pacific one. Pond. Okay, anyways. Right. Well, you know where I'm getting at. Yeah. So he's had it for like 10 years and it just, it doesn't sound good at all. And he's been writing all these awesome songs with this thing. And, and he just, and I've had him borrow other guitars, but he just goes back to that one. And I'm just tired of it. I mean, well, well, maybe he likes it. Not clearly. But I, I just hate, I don't like the way it sounds. I think it's, oh, it's okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to, tr- I've got that, the blue sparkle Telecaster thin line. Yeah. Yeah. And Zach, we all know who Zach with Brandon Wound is. He's a grand poobah. Yes. He he is trading. I'm gonna trade him for his nineteen seventy-four Martin D thirty-five. Okay. And and I am going to gift the seventy-four Martin D thirty-five to my friend Mike. Okay. Wow. I've got and some bad hope- I've got some bad sounding guitars. Yeah, wouldn't you like to see me play something that sounds really he's, nice? He, uh, I don't <laughs> care about you. <laughs> oh, you're killing me! You're killing I'm me! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You do have nice sounding guitars, you yeah. fat liar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't have to get personal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's a really the, nice gesture. The lying Jared. is fat. The lying is fat, yeah. not you. That that's uh, that is, I'm uh, voluptuous. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I he deserves it. He's never had an upper scale, like a, a nice vintage upper quality well, that's nice guitar, and I'm sick and tired of it. Do you, I and, gotta just give it to him. Well, that's it, it, that's nice. This I think. No, that's, hopefully he actually. I, I I think I'm gonna offer to trade him for the other one. Why don't you do that? That way you'll know for sure he'll he'll play it. Yeah, I hope so. And then and just then put it in a case. It. No, don't oh. smash it. It has sentimental value but, to the guy. Okay, burn it. No, don't if burn it. If I give it. it to somebody else, then I'm somehow going to hear it in the future, and I'm going to know it. Yeah. I'm going to be upset about it. So. Yeah, accidentally fall on it. Okay, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I'm Oh, musically- hey, Todd, how about you? Yes. I almost for- I'll forget every day. Yeah, I know. Every um, time. So I got a really cool thing um, that is called the JHS Switchback. They put out that um, video that, like... <laughs> blew up the whole internet about the the monkey pedal. Oh, yes. And yeah. one of the things that, that he was showing, like, the difference on was this switchback pedal. Essentially, what it is, it's a pedal that allows you to choose, like, a, for lack of better terms, an effects on the left or an effects on the right. So an AB, you get to you get to use effect A or effect B. Okay, so like an AB box. It's kind of like an AB box for your pedals. Okay. Which is a, a nice 
little thing because it's it's a single pedal. It's kind of like if you just if you took the idea of a of a switcher or looper, but just made it one pedal. You're not plugging in necessarily uh, ice, uh, all the isolated pedals and then making up all kinds of different combinations. This is ideal for me because I've been trying to figure out a way to incorporate uh, like um, a fuzz tone on, on like a lead or something like that, right? If I do that, I have a stacked pair of drives that I use for my basically always on sound. In order for me to do that live... I would have to be a, one hell of a tap dancer mm. without getting a very expensive switcher slash looper, you know, like the boss, uh, the boss model that allows you to plug in all kinds of pedals and make your own combinations and set, do your presets and everything. So this works great for keeping your pedal board small and doing simple things. So this way, via a remote switch... Uh, now they're famous for their red remote, which is a single button controller for, for most of their pedals via that switch. I can just toggle between here's my, my main drive sound, or here's a totally other drive sound, or you could switch any other kind of pedals, but just illustrating this for my purposes, um, without having to turn one on and then turn one off separately which is impossible doing it doing that live if you're you know in the middle of something so i'm really excited about this and it's a it's a great idea for a pedal i'm pretty sure i can put you know a, a couple of pedals as long as it's in a single loop or, or a single chain of those pedals. well yeah that's what it really is it's an effects loop switcher it, it, it is it it's just two two but just for for two things that's it so i'm doing my my uh my own re uh, remote pedal for lack of better terms that I'm building, mm -hmm. uh, which because just like I could pay for the the red remote, but I thought, well, no, I'll have a bit of fun and just make my own. Um, and I want to do it in a different form factor because the little tiny red one is, um, you know, a little bit precarious, I think. So uh, I, I want to, I'm using the slightly longer, like a mini pedal box um, and making it white so I can see it really, really clearly and just be able to stomp down on that. Well, those clever devils at JHS put the circuit board upside down, upside down. so you can't see what's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, it's a really cool piece of equipment. I'm very excited to to try to incorporate that into my actual live setup. Did, um, did they say that there is it a buffered um, input? You know, I didn't. I just got it. Okay. I didn't. I didn't dig in. <laughs> well, said, I was yeah, just curious because I think it. that would make sense if you're running it through effects uh, loops. It should have some. You know, I would think it would have buffer on it, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, look it up. I will look it up. Uh, anyways, so the JHS switchback. That's what I got. Nice. More to come on that. Hopefully, it's very successful. And let's. Uh, speaking of pedals, Tony. Yes, Todd. One of the, my favorite things to do is rearrange pedals, as we all know. I, I, have, I have seen a, videos of you doing it. I, I have a camera posted in your uh, guitar yes. room. And, and Alex, I for whatever reason, I have a tendency to decide to do this literally 15 minutes before I'm leaving for a gig. Yes. You know what I should do <laughs> is... I it's, wonder what I wonder what the blues driver would sound like. No, not the blues driver. The the it, and I <laughs> the the last gig we had, 
honestly, I'm not even kidding. 15 minutes before my my pedal board was in complete, oh my completely undone, and I and I don't know why I do that, but I do, and I like I like finding out what different combinations can do and everything. So yeah, but not 15 d- minutes before the game. I know that's a problem, but in order to do that. Something that comes in very handy are tour gear patch cables. Oh, yes. I know them and I love them. Oh, I love tour We gear. love the tour gear patch cables. And I'll tell you something else that tour gear has been very, very handy for is hooking up the Amped 1 oh. and the Amped 2. Tell more. Tell us more. And the Amped 3. Oh, now the Amped 3. Yes. Uh, so because they have varying lengths... Yes. You you don't have to hook up big giant actual guitar cables. Oh right? yeah. So you, you Who wants that? You don't have, you know, loss of tone and piles of cables laying around. Yes. So it makes it very useful um to have that, you know, at your feet or I I I've been using them like on the desk to actually record into. Oh. And then that way I use the longer patch cables that they that, that they make and it has been uh, so helpful so helpful so um thank you to a year for making Wait patch a minute. cables I, that are longer than just your regular well jared has something to, i know to i'm just trying to get my part done <laughs> jared jared I know, Nothing. I interrupt. Okay. Always at the wrong time. I actually use tour gear cables at the Gibson Lab, <gasps> and I use the shortest one they sell to test outputs on guitars so I don't have to take the uh, uh, wire harness cover off, the back cavity cover off all the time. So that's another great use for tour gear cables. Well, Awesome. That's fin- oh, I see what he's. Okay, oh, yes, it. yes. Yeah, it's outside of the guitar. Okay, but beyond that, these are flat cables with a very tiny jack. Yep, basically the size of your output jack. Yep, um, just wonderful things. Perfect variety and of sizes. Which which I mentioned, you comes can get in 10% one color. Percent off, ten <laughs> percent off with the guitar knobs in the coupon code area. Okay, so make sure you do that. Load up your shopping cart. Yep. Go to tourgearddesigns.com. Thank you to Tour Gear for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Alex G from Blackstar Amps. What is your four on the floor? So, uh, first, I think this is this cheating that it's an amped one. Well, considering the show, I think that's fine. Is is that fine? It is a pedal. Yes, it is. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, so I definitely have that. I think um, uh, uh, we've been playing now, obviously, way before it came out, um, uh, designed during, during lockdown and developed during lockdown. So I've been playing this for a long time now. And I think if I were to have only four pedals, that would definitely be one of them. Just because the the kind of flexibility and everything they can do with that, yeah, and the kind of sounds that I think me and you are kind of alike, Todd, for for the kind of sounds that we we would want for that kind of Brit pop kind of thing, yeah. Um, I think that's just a, such a great kind of kind of bass tone for for accepting a lot of pedals. It is, and well, and you, and you just said a, a key thing there: accepting a lot of pedals. In doing that, it is absolutely, I would say, critical that you use the uh, the loop, the provided loop to do that 
Yeah, 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 exactly. The um that little uh little uh, extension cable that yeah. you can like you can have a loop just from one jack. Yeah, that was that was a cool thing. Yeah, it's a really smart thing to put in and it and it does affect the sound quite a bit. Um so you know, you you talked about the amped one really quick and and I know we're going to spend most of our time about the amped 2 and 3, but that amped one that has made it into our latest recordings um, that we're about to release. Um, oh, nice! My the guy who runs a studio here, uh, I I said, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this with you. Check it out. He recorded somebody else's stuff. He's got an entire room of amps, like really <laughs> nice amps and cabs and everything. But the thing is, a lot of guys will come in, and if you're just like punching in, um, you know, like, hey, I need to do an overdub, I need to do, a, I need to fix this track or whatever, or just add something that's a little bit different um, that you can dial in really quick. I mean, he's used that already on several recordings. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and it, that that's just direct. It is, and it's and it's not. So it isn't just a, a novelty thing to to make it easier to play at home. I mean, absolutely not. These tones are really nice and uh, well done. So, um, more on that later. How about number two? <laughs> number two. Um, so I would probably have my um, hand built cheapest kit that you can get clon that i got from aliexpress i think oh yeah yep <laughs> i think that's uh yeah it's a great tone i think it's not like an actual clon but it does a nice thing yeah so. you know we we just gave away a couple of those um and they're, it's probably the same exact one yeah i would imagine um <laughs> now but we did a mod on them yes can you can you do you remember the mod for that? Tony? Well, I think that John re- replaced a couple of the diodes and right. I think the op amp because he felt that the op amp that was in there was not a was, even though it was marked as I think there was an op amp in there okay. that, that he the, and I mean I whatever he did to the one that I have I, just, I said it's perfect. Plus, yeah. you put a pink LED in it, so yeah, that's true. That will change the sound. Yeah, that will definitely make it sound cool. Dig it. But no, it's yeah. So I, I purchased I don't know what four or five of them, six of them. I don't know because uh, they were having some crazy blowout special on DH Gate, and I said, well, we can get one to each of the guys here, and then we'll give one or two away to uh, yeah, to our to our listeners. Yeah. And I actually uh, gave mine away to the listener. You oh you okay. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. Good for you. That's how we roll. Uh, I see uh, where I stand. Yeah. You hate me, don't you? No, I, I loved the pedal, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I do love our supporters. Maybe more. No. Uh, okay. How about number three? Number three, Strymon Timeline. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I yep. don't think I've played, uh, played it, definitely not played a gig or played live or played with anyone without that connected. I use one setting to. And that, that's it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I know it's got a lot of options on there, but oh, just tons, one, yeah. one is good for me. And I, I've saved, you can save the presets on there. I've saved the first like eight presets. So it doesn't matter which, which uh, button I press to turn it on, it will always be the same. Sound. <laughs> so. That's actually really smart. That's a great idea, especially if you're in a live situation and you, you know, you, 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 yeah, those things yeah, happen, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, wait, what's going wrong? What happened to my my tone?" That would be opto yeah, redundant. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I've done that with uh, with a couple of my um, pickup selectors. Actually, I've like had to either 
clip or shave down the toggle or just completely remove the the um knob the knob on it because my hand ultimately flips it and then all of a sudden I'm playing the terrible neck mud sound where it's supposed to be like, you know, tearing through something and it's lumbering like a woolen sweater. <laughs> Anyways, uh number 4. Number four, I think I don't think you guys will be happy with this. Um, uh oh, I love it already. <laughs> you said no tuners, but this is like the closest that you can get, which is a volume pedal. Ah, okay, yeah, that's fair. So is that too boring? Shall no, I change no, my no, 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 no. Yeah, go ahead, tell us about your 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 super amazing volume pedal. <laughs> Oh no! Oh god! Can I change my answer? <laughs> no, you've already <laughs> let the cat out of you've the bag. So, well, you obviously made a choice on one specific one, right? Uh, it's the one that I have, which again, I don't know the brand of. <laughs> it's the one that I have. Why not? I mean, if it works, it works, right? Yeah, it's the one that I have. I painted it white about eight years ago. Um, okay, so I can't see the brand on it anymore. Okay. Um, is, now you prefer yeah. to use your foot instead of like pinky swells on the guitar or on the you know the guitar volume or yeah because I, I I'm not very good at those I think that with the Strymline and the Ant and the Klon you can get a lot of different sounds just on that one setup so mm -hmm. with the volume pedal so it depends where you got the volume pedal oh I agree um, yeah so you can put it in the loop of the Strymon you can put it in front of the uh, in front of the Ant you can put it in the loop of the Ant. Uh, but I think if I was to choose only four and that was it and I needed to get all of my sounds and I think those would be the ones. You know, I never really thought about this actually, but it sounds like what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I don't know how things work, which is entirely possible. <laughs> um, if you put it, in, if you put the volume pedal in the, in your effects loop with the timeline, you could control just the volume of the timeline but not affect your guitar signal. Is that correct? So that that would be in the loop of the timeline because you can have an effects loop within the timeline. Right. Uh, so so then you could you could swell in the the uh, effect the delays. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Without without affecting the overall volume of your actual guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because that's okay. That's cool. Why That's cool. There you go. So That's you might really cool. Now you're going to have to have a pedal with like oh, four man. volume pedals. Yeah, one for each of your <laughs> uh, loops. My loops. Loops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a that's cool. And so you do you do that live often? Do you actually just swell your effects? Yeah. So um, we're we're in a um, we're in a band at work and we play play a few things. That's the only kind of band that I'm in at the moment, like playing live. Uh -huh. um, and basically, uh, the the sound is is an amped one with some kind of drive in the front of it, and and a Strymon timeline. So, yeah, we play a lot of um, I play a lot of like support uh, guitar, like ethereal kind of noises with uh -huh. that one Strymon timeline patch. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do a lot of that. That's cool. I I, I can get behind that. See, now that's a great. We, look at this great that's discussion all, we just had about a volume that is, pedal. That's almost a dirty little secret. <laughs> that is a dirty little secret. We're going to classify that as also a dirty little secret, which is a thing that we won't actually do anymore because that was a dirty little secret. Uh, so there you go, <laughs> Mark Paget. You got a twofer right there. <laughs> 
Alex, before we get into the, these amazing products that uh, we have on our table, I think it would be helpful actually to learn a little bit about you because you are very much responsible for um, bringing these things to life and getting a background of just like, you know, who you are, what makes you tick, how you got into your this arena and where your musical tastes are and all that stuff. Um, is that okay with you? Of course, yeah. Perfect. Let's do it. I try and make it more interesting than the volume pedal. Trick. The volume pedal was great. <laughs> Don't undersell yourself. Don't do that. Uh, so you, what is your title there? Uh, so I'm currently senior product developer. Wow. Sounds, sounds good. Man, that sounds does sound good. good. I, <laughs> I bet it is good, too. Maybe in a few years you can throw in uh, an MEB at the end. Oh, yeah. The BEM, yeah, you mean? Or BME. B, B, BME BMI. is a different thing. BEM. Oh. BEM. <laughs> yes. BEM. Yes. I, sorry. Yeah, we really botched that joke up, didn't we? Yeah, you? boy. It's uh, not fun when you have to explain it. It isn't. Um, <laughs> so as senior product manager, you are, it, like, I, I know that Blackstar isn't like a multi-thousand people company. So I'm assuming that that isn't just an illustrious title that you just manage a whole bunch of monkeys. Uh, de definitely not. Just one monkey. Okay. Uh, oh no, he won't like me saying that. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Josh. <laughs> so you are truly in your hands are in the development of these things. Yeah, definitely. I think um, uh, I think you probably got into it with Ian as well. Um, we spend a lot of time doing the research on these uh, these new products, and we've got kind of a a core team of, of, of people, the future products team, uh, department 10, um, that, uh, we kind of come up with the, the ideas, but it's not just like, Oh yeah, we, we think this will be cool. So let's make one. It's yeah. a lot of research in there. There's, um, there's a lot of, uh, something called human centered design. Uh, so going out to, um, going out to users, doing a lot of surveys, a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, speaking to musicians, speaking to our dealers, you know. Yeah. Um, and understanding what what um, what really makes a good product is is something that that we do. And we spend a lot of time on it. So yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a key key role of my job. Well I'm looking at these, I'm hearing you and I can say and this is I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, win favors with you or anything but i'm as when i'm looking at these products and i've having talked to ian and having you know just already talking to you like th these products make me want to like be like i would want to work there i would want to be involved in that i would want to be part of something that y you're 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 doing here because clearly those things are real you're not just putting something out there to fill a gap or to me to the whole scene or anything like that yeah. i i truly appreciate the the thought of the user experience and the um you know just the the functionality of this and uh, I, if, if i were on the team i would be incredibly proud now uh, that that's really good to hear i think um all of the it's interesting because when we do this every single day, we go into the office and we we pour our hearts into um, developing these products. And um, 
like obsessing over the the smallest things that you kind of sometimes have to step out on and going what are we doing like this high pass filter is like taking over the last two weeks of our life and it probably no one will ever know about this but <laughs> uh, it's good to get feedback from feedback like that from you know you or the market or you know yeah and so- users because you know it's, it's why we do it it's why we spend so much time um, and so much effort and all of our energy into to making these products, you know. So when you have your team meetings or whatever, uh, do you just like go roundtable and say, hey, this is what we'd like to have on this pedal and this is the kind of sounds that we're going after? And, you know, do you try to model after certain things? Yeah, so um, for for the sound-wise, we always have benchmarks. So that can be our own stuff, uh, like vintage stuff, competitors, things in a market. depends uh, what kind of products uh, we're, we're designing. Um, but say for the Amped, it was we wanted these to sound better than any product that we've ever made and also tick the boxes for what that kind of product does. So, for example, the Amped, Amped one, it was like, let's go out and find the best clean sound that we can possibly find mm-hmm. uh, for the for the USA uh, setting, and let's go out and find the the best best UK sound that we've ever um, we've ever heard, and let's check it with all the pedals, and then let's check it um, against our valve stuff and uh, the other things that we're playing at the minute. So yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to dig into this deeper uh, in just a couple minutes. I, I think it would be great. You know, you you seem to light up when I mention my musical taste. Where where do you where does your musical history start? <laughs> so uh, so I've been around music for, for all, of, all of my life. So my da- my dad's a, the guitar maker, yeah. um, classical guitar maker. So. He's. Um, I've had that around me for. I for hope a someday long time. he gets recognized for his efforts. <laughs> <laughs> you know the classical guitar world is so weird. It's a. It's a small but massive thing. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure in, in his own little world, in the classical guitar world, not his own little world. He's um, the, he's pretty much the man right now. I imagine. He's a man, yeah. yeah it's interesting. <laughs> they don't say the man in the classical world. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, so so back to you. Uh, you started off with you know being around music. Um, how did where did you take off from there? So like from from a kid, like um, uh, being introduced to like Queen was probably my my first uh, kind of intro into to rock and roll music. And then kind of from there, like uh, being a kid, listening to Incubus and a lot of uh, pop punk stuff, um, but always like kind of the indie music, the the Brit pop stuff was was like where I wanted to be. A lot of Telecasters, AC30s um, is where I kind of grew up playing. Um, now, so yeah, that when, kind of when you're on that, okay, I know that a lot of us know some of the the main players out there, the, some of the bigger the bigger bands that kind of fell into that. Um, do you have like um, a lesser known or or sleeper band that you think that maybe never got its due, or that that you still go back to in that big genre of music? <laughs> I think the the band that I've been really into recently and also like since I first saw them like probably 10 years ago um 
a band called Delta Sleep. Delta they're kind Sleep. Of, they're, they're, they're a math rock band, but their tone is brilliant. Um, they're not the kind of math rock that makes you go cross-eyed. <laughs> it's, it can we say easy listening math rock or like good, <laughs> good math rock? <laughs> um, but their tone is brilliant. Um, their music is, is fantastic. So yeah, okay. I've been into those for a long time and I don't think, I think everyone in the world should know about them. What, was that like 2000s? Uh, that would have been two thousand, so like two thousand nine, I think, is the first time I saw them. Cool, cool. Moving forward, what about your your instrument tastes here? Instrument tastes. So, again, since since starting at uh, Blackstar, we we've got like one voicing guitar, one main voicing guitar, and it can kind of do do everything. It's a really good sounding um, HSS Strat. Okay. Um, and. So I, I moved to the States for, for a couple of years, working for Blackstar as well. And so I moved away from that guitar. So I ended up buying the same, like, year Japanese uh, HSS Strat. Uh, so I could have one myself, like, in, 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 in the States. Uh, so that's just kind of, it doesn't even feel like my guitar anymore. It's just, like, the guitar, the thing. The thing, the thing. <laughs> the, the, the one, yeah. And then everything else is just kind of around that kind of center point. So, okay. And so, when you're playing, if you, uh, I'm assuming you, you, you're not really anymore. I think you said, but uh, were you? Um, did you gig out uh, quite a bit before? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in a few bands here and there. Um, d- definitely don't look them up though. <laughs> <laughs> They, they were pre pre Black Star days, and you know when I was a spotty teenager. So sure, <laughs> <laughs> understand, understand. We all so, some em- embarrassing hair choices. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it, I'm sure some uh, interesting rig choices too. Um, what Definitely. Is, tell tell yeah. us about your maybe your first where you, at least what you thought was like this Pro is rig. a real rig. <laughs> oh no, so. I was in a band and it it was a two piece. So it was me, a laptop um, and a singer. So I, yeah, not even like the, not even a drummer, nothing. So yeah, that was interesting, but it was like electronic drums. It was um, playing along to backing tracks. It wasn't even Ableton Live or anything. It was just a backing track. Um, And we thought it would be a good idea to to MIDI control everything. So I had a MIDI switcher switching a a Line 6 Pod Pro rack thing um, that was all, like, uh, hooked up to the the backing tracks. But the main thing that, again, made it sound better was we had lighting all um, MIDI controlled via the backing tracks. So we actually had more light gear than we had... (laughs) Um, musical gear that's great so, yeah 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 uh you know that was that was interesting you just we we kind of gave a bit of a laugh at the uh um uh the the laptop thing uh t- sometimes i get stuck i do have a little bit of a stutter and s- stick so uh bear with me but tony gives me the eyebrows whenever i do that i'm like oh, that that kicks me back in um there's a um you might actually be pretty familiar with him. There's a guy under the guise of scant regard. He's the main guitar player for Adamant. Uh, 
uh, been touring yeah. with him forever, um, Will Crudson. And his his solo act, which is called Scant Regard, is him and yeah. and, a, and a full backing track. And he just goes nuts on guitar and, and plays guitar on stage all by himself. Kind of like a NAMM show. Kind of like a NAMM show, except um, that, that's the thing that he does. <laughs> guitar karaoke, um, as I like to call it. Uh, he's also in a band called She, I think She Made Me Do It. Um, so I'm pretty sure. So yeah, he's a guy that can't put the guitar down. So it's like you right. gotta you gotta applaud the effort of like, hey, if you're gonna if you can't do it here, how, you do it somewhere else and do it the way that you need to take care of things. So I love Adam Ant. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, uh, okay, back to finding out more about what's to know. At what point did you? You you walked into Black Star and you and you started making stuff. How did you find that path into there? Uh, so that was an interesting one. I had three interviews for different jobs at Black Star. Um, so when they started advertising for jobs, it was around the time of development of the ID series, which was like Black Star's first digital product. Uh-huh. Um, so my friend found found the advert for like office assistant. Um, so he actually ended up getting that job. Um, he got fired like two months later. Um, <laughs> All's well that ends well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but I ended up doing well in the interview in a way that um, like they get you to set up the, some guitar gear and, and to, to get a tone and stuff. And they obviously thought I... Uh, I knew what I was talking about from a, from a gear point of view. And I ended up getting the job as a software tester. So that was for, for our first digital uh, product, the, the ID series, like finding all the bugs in it, finding all the, the little quirks of the system. That was kind of the first like, intro into making a good UI. Um, were uh, you, were you uh, software capable, computer capable before you went into that? I, I'm assuming. <laughs> Uh, nothing to do with code or anything, but that, um, I was literally just testing the product like a games tester. Okay. Like, um, All right. I, I could use it as a, as an end user, um, and kind of comment, comment on it from that. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but so I, I was in, in that job for, for a, uh, a fair few months. Um, in the meantime, we were starting developing the ID core. Um, so that came from a lot of market feedback and also Ian, um, Ian Robinson really uh, pushing for that to be a thing uh, for a, for a practice amp to to actually sound like a real guitar amp and to have some nice features instead of just sounding like a little little box of bees, um, and it being stereo and looking like the way it does. You know that was a, a big uh, task that I was kind of overviewing from my my desk software testing. I was kind of looking in on that. Um, so I used to be. Um, a recording engineer before I started at Blackstar. Uh-huh. So kind of my, my uh, background in, in getting sounds and uh, like actual audio engineering, I had more, um, more interesting in the voicing side of stuff. So when they started voicing the ID core, that's when I got heavily like, involved into the, um, the voicing of, of, of an amplifier. So, and that's what I did for, probably six years um and well uh, up until now um at blackstar is to voice a lot of the products so id core uh, um 
a lot of the valve amps as well. The way that we voice is is uh, very similar to our digital side. Yeah, that's how I got started. Well, so the success of these products, uh, I and I definitely don't want this to go understated. Is that like you can make something that functions well, that looks great, that is smart, that's intuitive, that has all the bells and whistles, that does all the things. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't rock your socks off with the tune, with the tone, it's worthless. I agree. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done there. And we don't call these <laughs> worthless. <laughs> None of this, so yeah 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 it's um again it's it's all to do with the the philosophy of black star and and the way that we go about doing stuff is we never release something that's not right and you know um that can be from the sound point of view from the from the user experience point of view Mm -hmm. from the looks of it from the price um we we've delayed a lot of products in the in the past because they haven't ticked all of those boxes so right um but you know it, it, it takes a long time and it takes a lot of people and a lot of thinking power and man hours, but um, it ends up being totally worth it. And I mean, ID Core was released over 10 years ago now, nine years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's still one of the best selling um, practice amps there is. And I think, like you said, like that could have easily gone away if it didn't tick all of those boxes. So yeah, I'm incredibly proud of that. That's awesome. Um, now we've got these two new units here. We've got the Amped 2 and the Amped 3. And I have to admit, so right out of the gate, the Amped 1 was so um, so game-changing just for me in my own personal thing, okay? I'm not saying for the entire guitar industry and, and universe, but <laughs> it also was. I mean, it was a, it was a big one. Um, and then to turn around <laughs> and then all of a sudden these two boxes show yeah. up and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what is what? How is this even better? Um, or different? Well, <laughs> yes, there's a, yeah. a lot of difference. Now, what I love is that you seem to have taken the path of not falling into the trap that so many Um, other products do which is all right we're gonna make a thing well if we're gonna make that thing we need to have everything in it this needs to be the end all be all best thing ever (laughs) and more often than not that ends up actually being its own achilles heel um because ultimately it will tend to overcomplicate and at some point, they're saying, well, if we're going to make this the biggest, best, baddest thing ever, now your price tends to be, you know, because you're all the work and all the parts and all the things it has to do. Um, and that can make it prohibitive. So then they got to bring it down. They're like, well, we can't sell for that much. Nobody's going to buy it. Well, how are we going to cut corners? So immediately, before you even get out of the gate, people are cutting corners on this biggest, greatest thing ever. Yeah, for sure. And I love the fact that you said we don't need to have one unit to solve the, all the guitar world's problems. We need to have a a method of approach to be able to do that. 
Um, and it, as a result, we've got these three units. Now, I can I can pause and you can tell me off the side if there's like three more of these coming so I don't look like an idiot. <laughs> oh, M4 is coming out next month and five will be shortly thereafter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only handle so much. Um, no, you, you're good for right now. Okay. We stick with these three for a while. Okay. <laughs> um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna do like just my own light setup. You got amped one, which is basically like here is your literally your power source, your 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 amp. your amp, for for lack of better terms. <laughs> this is the amp, and really that's all it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, but it goes beyond that because well, you have uh, the selection, different tube types or different yes, tube yes, responses. Yes. I, I, and that's why I'm, I'm painting a simple one because okay. we already had a whole episode about I that. I understand that, but it's, you know. Where I'm going is that that is a great pedal platform. Uh, yes. P- first and foremost, right? Clean amp as a, as a great pedal platform, a clean amp with a, a lot of flexibility. But you yeah. can dirty it up too. Stop it. And then... You get Amp 2 that comes in, and... So Amp 2 has Tony. that, all of the Amp 1, well, most of the Amp 1. Yes. Plus, gosh, just about every type of pedal variety that you could hope for. I mean, you've got a drive section. Without got, being ridiculous. Well, yeah, but you've got, you know, you've got the drive section, you've got the modulation section, which gives you a chorus, flanger, tremolo, phaser, you got your delay section with with some op- options there, and and then reverb as well. So yeah. it's it's, I mean, this is taking the amped one, adding a whole next, bunch of effects to it, right? And uh, but not exhaustive, and that's I think no, that's kind of the key because it, it would be impossible to do that because the minute you open the door to that, it, it's sort of infinite. And like, when do you do you, do you wave the flag and say, okay, we've got a hundred different delay pedals in here. Do we, do we need that? Yeah. There are yeah. pedal, there are, there's already equipment that does that. Um, and then the amped three, which is essentially kind of like revisiting the amped one, but just making it like mucho muscle, mucho macho. <laughs> right. Um, and it's, that is for greater flexibility in amp, uh, selection and purpose and use more so than, you know, having different effects and all that stuff. Um, so it's not just simply that they, that you guys are doing like, here's one that's, that's quote unquote better or more or more expensive. Like they really are purposeful in their design. Yeah. It's, it's three different flavors. It's three different use cases. Like you say, um, I think you hit the nail on the head for, for who they're for, what they're for. Um, so if you've already got a pedal board, then you can get an amped one. And now you've got a pedal board with your amp on it. You can, you can leave your amp at home. You can, you can build your sound around the amped one. Um, and then if you want like a one size fits all like replacement of everything, I don't want to take my pedal board anymore. I don't want to take my amp then an amp two is like really all you need for for getting a lot of different sounds. And then obviously the amp three is just every single channel you could possibly think of with the ISF control on there to to sculpt what that channel sounds like. Um, 
And if you've got a load of pedals as well that you probably already have because you're into gear, then then uh, it accepts them really well and you've got your effects loops and you've got your um, your analog uh, front end input that takes pedals really well. So Yeah. I can see the Amped 3 being very useful for people that are doing... Um, uh, aside from you know, in a gig in a gig scenario, I, I guess uh, that are doing uh, shows that you know they're playing for like three hours at, at bars and stuff that they're doing all kinds of different music. Um, but I can also see somebody that's doing heavier types of music that needs flexibility within that. Uh, this being very very effective. Yeah, definitely. We we built the the amp three especially in mind for for the some the the guy that wants or the person that wants um, like the flexibility of something like a series one, which has got six channels of um, or four channels with different voicings, uh, different levels of gain. Like it's really flexible. It can go from an ultra clean like American style, like lots of bottom end, really nice mid cut in there. Um, a sparkly top end for either that metal kind of clean sound or for like super high headroom country stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, right the way up to like, like the most gain that you've ever heard. So, yeah. And these are all hundred watt maxed out at a hundred watts, but have the, the variability of going from one, one watt to 20 watt to a hundred watt. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, also really handy when when the uh, when the pedal's on the floor and you're in twenty watts in your sound check just to like nudge it up with your toe yeah. during the gig. <laughs> I've done that twice now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I let's spend a little bit of t- uh, time first with the amped too. Um, whoever I, I'm assuming this is uh, this is you that kind of maybe did this, but. You know, one of the things that I enjoyed about Amped One was trying to dial in, you know, the sound that I felt was going to be good for for me um, on on a daily use to see, like, how would this, how could I use this in my current band? Um, and where I landed after lots of tweaking and, and all kinds of stuff um, was basically the classic setting. Um, so on amplifier, you have USA, UK, and classic. Yeah. I, I <laughs> said, well, I don't know what that is. I'm going to start there first. And I kid you not. And I, I said this on the, on the podcast, um, after, uh, I, I must've spent an hour and a half just, I didn't do anything else to it. I hit that. I turned it on. I plugged in. And, and I, and I honestly, I played for like an hour and a half. I couldn't, I just absolutely loved the tone that was coming out. And I also had a a brand new guitar at the time, which was also like really loving this. (laughs) So what, so what is the classic setting based off of? So the classic was, um, rather than going down, uh, like historical things or saying it was a black star channel, it's, um, kind of the black star sound of an overdrive channel okay. which comes from obviously like black star the the guys left left marshall to to start the black star company right and their whole thing was taking that um taking that overdrive sound 
and making it more usable. So the top end is sculpted in a certain way that means you can hear the note definition of every string and it doesn't ever get too fizzy where it's um, where you want to turn down the treble. But when you do that, you don't get the right response. So um, that was that was where the classic came from, really, which is like a mid gain, something more like the super crunch on a on a series one um, that you can still like have the drive section of amp two like into that to make a, a, a heavier kind of tone. Um, but we didn't want to add so much gain to that basic amp sound. So, yeah, that's where it kind of stemmed from. I tell you what, I've mentioned this so many times on our show. When I'm, whenever I'm talking about tone and things that I'm trying to find as far as drive, the 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 tone that I get for my guitar in recording and in live situation, I always say I want. I want like a knuckle sandwich in the in the face. Like I want a punch. I want I want a, a fair amount of growl, but I need the articulation in it too because I'm the only guitar player. And and I, uh, you know, some of my guitar heroes that we've that I've mentioned in the past, um, Billy Duffy uh, from the Cult and and uh, yeah. Billy Zoom. And they both are in similar situations where they have they bring a lot of drive but a lot of articulation, and that seem that's one of the things that's been kind of tricky for me to achieve uh, on my own. And the fact that you basically just created a thing that does that so well—that's what I responded <laughs> to honestly. I because I, I was like I can hear my notes if I really dig in. I'm not. It's just not turning into distortion mush. That's the thing that I think um, is an interesting one because there's a different thing for a really sculpted amp channel sound or uh, compared to like a clean channel amp with a, a, an effects pedal board um, that has got a, a bunch of different drives on. It's a real different um, kind of sound that I didn't really know about until I until I joined Blackstar. Uh-huh. And it's only when you you can really turn turn up a hundred watt valve amp, um, and experience that thing that you go, oh, that's what it is. Like you say, that punch, that that articulation, without being just like mushy drive. Yeah. And I think it's easy to get sounds, especially when you got a bunch of pedals to play with, um, that work for that one specific thing. But but that that's the thing I love about the the Black Star Drive sound is like. It's uh, it's everything that you want, and you can kind of build build around that. Um, but it gives you that kind of the feedback that you need, and it gives you that articulation that you need. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you have taken some of the, some of the uh, tube, I guess, responses. Is that how we would like to classify that? Yes. Um, and not all of them. And and one of the fun things about Amped One is that you've got, I think, eight different selections. Um, including a linear, which would just be no response. Five, six, six. The linear six, is six. Yes. Linear is six, okay. Um, and here you've you've uh, cut it down to the EL84, EL34, and the 6L6, which is basically what you really desire in the USA, UK, and Classic. I like 6V6, too. Okay. <laughs> get the I'm, I'm a purist. I'm a purist. 
everyone's got their favorite. Everyone's got their favorite. I, I love the um, the EL34. Uh, sorry, the EL84. 84 that's, is that's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. 84 in the classic is just like, woof. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. So this has, you know, we've spent a lot of time on the on the amped part, but let's not forget about you've got an entire drive section too. Um, and in that, you've got a boost, you've got a, a drive, which would be like an overdrive, and then you've got a fuzz as well. Um, and that's all controlled. You've got four foot switches down at the bottom, one for drive, one for modulation, one for delay, and one for reverb. So you've, you've kept the form factor very tidy and very easy to use and not, um, not gig um, clumsy, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> you know, when you're stepping all tippy-toeing on things so that you don't, uh, you know, step on things you're not supposed to. This is very, very easily to, easy to navigate. In, a, in that situation. And then on your modulation, you've got, uh, you got chorus, which is a chorus slash flange, a tremolo, and a phaser um, with three controls for that, time, depth, and level. Yeah. And then in the modulation section, you've got, um, you've got uh, your, your, oh, wait, wait, sorry. That was your modulation. Sorry. Delays. The de then the delay, you got the uh, uh, linear, analog, and shimmer, which is, I mean, it's like if you're just punching around and you're not trying to, to spend tons of time coming up with the, all of the greatest effects and just need some really solid options here, your, your, your drive modulation and delay sections here absolutely deliver on that. That's uh, that. That's nice to hear as well. Yeah, keep those coming. Keep compliments. On that. <laughs> compliments are welcome. And then the reverb section. Yeah, the reverb section. Room, spring, and plate. Okay, all bases covered. Yeah. If you don't have a timeline, boom. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see here. One of the things that we get the most comments on, like if we have this in the room or I'm showing other people. Uh, and it's it's one of the silly things maybe to to some people not thinking about it. It's like, oh, what do we need? We need a foot switch. Well, I know what those look like. I know what we can get for that. You guys did something completely different with the foot switches. Who, where did that come from? Tell us about the uh, the genesis of that. Sorry, what what do you mean the the difference in the foot? They're switch? squashed. They're squ <laughs> They're squashed. Yes. So that, that came from, uh, what was the first product that we did with squash foot switches? I think it was the, uh, the foot controller for the ID core high power. Um, it was something for, we spent a lot of time for the spacing of the foot switches so you can press two buttons at once, but also you don't press two buttons at once when you don't need to. Um, and there was a whole thing about... Um, again, from the, the human-centered design of watching people use things and uh, making it easier, solving the problems for, um, for those specific things. Maybe you don't know you've got the issue with, um, uh, with something until someone's given you the answer to it. So that, that was our idea for the answer for, we've got um, a specific depth of the amps 
because it's got an amplifier in it, it's got to be bigger than a normal pedal. And then you got to press two things at once sometimes um, to get like the tuner on. So that was, uh, it, it could have gone either way on, on the amped, but I think we made the right choice of the, the squashed I love uh, it. Foot, foot pedals. I absolutely love them. I would love to have these on just regular pedals too. Mm-hmm. You like them? I do. I, I like. Yeah. Can you can you like sell me a bag of them? That... <laughs> Send you like, a gross of them. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a thing called the black market. Uh, that we <laughs> we sell our we sell these nifty parts. Um, you just mentioned something the the human centered design. You've brought that up a couple times. I would love to know if you have a couple things off the top of your head that you remember being either surprised about or that you had that you guys all had like a aha moment when you saw something happen that you're like oh let's do something to address this yeah i think um the the aha moment is probably less of a thing with human centered design it's more of a journey that we end up going on and end up with something that that uh, someone uses and they go, oh yeah, I know how to use this. Like, like you're describing how to use the the uh, the amp too. Um, you don't need to know anything about it. You don't need to open the user manual ever um, because it's all laid out in a way in front of you that, that you expect it to work. Um, and sometimes you look back on, on the first designs of, 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 um, of a feature set and you go, what were we thinking? Of course, like we needed the the level control on the right hand side, and the um, and the tap tempo on the over here and the switch over there. Um, but the the kind of aha moments is just a lot of tweaking along the way of like, oh well, that person struggled with this, so maybe we should do this, and we've heard feedback of this, so maybe we should do this. Um, but and that that came from the, the probably the first time we did that was the id core uh sorry the id series uh, effects section so how do we get the the most amount of effects that everyone will will want but not fill the panel with with knobs or a screen or menus within menus um and we want a lot of different types on there um, and we want to be able to tap tempo and we want segment control of of different amounts and also different level. And that ended up being two knobs and and four buttons that we could control 12 effects in and every parameter of them. And when you look at it now, you go, yeah, of course, that that's how it should work. That's kind of obvious, right? But when you start with a blank piece of paper and how are we going to make this, it, it doesn't really jump out of you. So all of that stuff needs to be gone through that process of listening to the market understanding the the problems that people have and and what they want as well because it's all about self-expression isn't it it's all about getting a sound that you want really quickly you flicking onto the the classic sound and and turning a few knobs and getting the sound that you want um and that's the most important thing on any black star product love it love it i i'm very interested in that in that whole thing we you know that's we talk so much about that on the show just like it's all about what we like why we like it what we don't like what we wish people would change why do they keep doing this why don't they you know 
Um, and it's clear. It's so, so clear in the design of these of these uh, uh, products, the, the, the Amped products, that, um, boy, you guys have listened and you've really paid so much attention to it. Um, and I love mini toggles. Oh, my gosh. The micro, <laughs> these are like micro toggles. Like yeah. I kind of have a weird, like I need a box of them. On that subject, I, I was kind of curious. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you do some uh, extensive testing on components and things like that. Because let's face it, if, if one of these things fails, the unit itself probably can't be repaired. Is that correct? Uh, the, the, we've got the repair centers kind of oh, okay. uh, globally. And, so, if, um, so if a switch fails or a pot fails or something like that, it can it, it, it can be uh Redone. Yeah, it can can be replaced. It, it's another thing, like especially with the amps. There's so much stuff in there. Yeah, in the smallest um, um, kind of box that we can put stuff in, um, we had to take some kind of like. Well, it can't be a hundred percent serviceable. Though, I mean, most of our most of the stuff in there is like pot switches. You know, you, you will be fine replacing those, especially with the with the warranty that we give. So yeah, I think that's important because that, I mean that was one of the the downfalls of a lot of the all-in-one units of years ago and, you know, rack units and things like that, pretty much if something failed, it was That's not it. easy to fix. You know, yeah. you couldn't just send it somewhere. Or it was going to be it. a crap ton of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could buy a new unit for yeah. sometimes what some of the things. Well, even smaller multi-effects units that, that are out there right now. It's, oh, it, yeah. There's so much being jammed into something. Um that people had to come up with products like, you know, the, the Flint effect stomper to protect. <laughs> Anyways, maybe you can have one big flint yeah, right. to go over the top of everything. Um, I, now I, I want to know before we get into the, to the amped three here, there's a, there's a famous story um, of uh, movie lore that happened where the, the principals from Pixar were having a lunch together and, um, in that lunch was laid out uh, basically on napkins. They came up with Toy Story, uh, Bugs Life, Finding Nemo, and Wally, <laughs> based on what based on based on a, a sort of a, a collection of human needs, human emotives, and and just a, a couple of central ideas. They, you know, these movies were born, um, and. I'm curious to know, was the was this what we're seeing right now? The one, two, the amped one, two, and three, in in a similar kind of ideation, or was it we came up with the amped one and then we said, wait, what if we did this and what if we did this? Uh, almost. So uh, we came up with. Um, it was like three days locked in a room with a lot of whiteboards. Um, it was me. Did you say white balds or white? Because there, there are a lot of white balds at the at the at your the place. <laughs> there, there, there was both in the room, um, okay. but the, <laughs> white white balds. <laughs> okay. Things that you write on. <laughs> Um, so we came up with uh, pretty much the concept of Amped 2 and 3 through a lot of heated discussions with um, 
with me and the rest of the rest of the team because we what we really wanted was one that does everything that's where we started but then it was very clear after after a little conversation that you know we can't have the the multi channel um uh every every channel of a like multi channel amp in one with also what i wanted which was a load of pedals like included in the same box and then we couldn't have that that made it super simple to um if you already have your pedal board to uh um like the amp one what became the amp one so we came up with the the two and a three kind of together for the two was always referred to as my one because what i wanted was three low gain lowish gain channels and um, a replacement for all the pedals on my pedal board. And it needed to sound like it needed to actually replace all the pedals on my pedal board, not just be, and it's got some stuff. Yeah. And uh, the kind of Ian's argument was what he would want, which is basically a series one on the floor. So um, all of the channels that we we do from like super clean to super super uh, distorted with some presets within that. So you can just press one button and simply get there, get to the core sound that you needed. Um, so that ended up being two products, the Amp 2 and 3. And then the Amp 1 really started out as a, um, a power amp, like a rack power amp with response. Um, the response section, uh, because that's something that we've worked on for a long time. It's been on amped, uh, it's been on the ID series. It started out as TVP on uh, ID series. Um, and it's a really powerful thing. Just the, the response section with a power amp in, in a box is, is, um, is really powerful. And then it was like, well, you know, it should really be a pedal on the floor, shouldn't it? Um, so you can connect your pedals to it and and use it like that, and then it should be oh, well, it should have a couple of um, a couple of preamps inside. So the amped one was was the one that changed the most along the journey, mm, but then actually became kind of the base of like the two and three. That is interesting, and um, obviously very very purposeful. It it was coming from a, a sense uh, a place of need and and musicianship um not necessarily it, it doesn't sound like it was just filling a market hole you know no i mean that the thing is at blackstar we've got so many guitarists that work here They're almost everybody that works at blackstar is a guitarist so if we're just trying to fill that that market hole like you say and just go yeah that will do um we, we can do one rather than doing two because it'll be easier right yeah, uh, we would get a lot of uh, angry employees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the amped three. Um, I think this one is well. Obviously, it's the one that just came out. Uh, the amped two was released last month, I believe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, so the amped three is the black one. So this is black anodized metal. The the amped two is red anodized metal, uh, which they both look absolutely gorgeous. They're the kinds of units that when you you, you don't want to, you just want to pick them up and, and hold them and touch all the things <laughs> and everything. It's really amazing. Um, and, oh, I will say on the amp two, 
arguably my favorite surprise feature was the tuner. Yeah. Just because there you, like, go. there you go. That I literally don't need I just go I can plug her in and I'm good to go. That's yeah. Love it. Okay. So on the AMP3, this is an AMP powerhouse. This is, as you said, this is all the channels you could possibly need to uh, to sculpt your AMP amplification needs and tone. Correct. Um, give us sort of the rundown of what we can expect uh, when when we get the AMP3. So um, the AMP3, so out of the box, um, it, it's got a really easy uh, uh, kind of usability features. Every, every knob on there is labeled in a way that you'll know what it is. Every foot switch is labeled in a way that you know what it is. And out of the box, it comes in, in preset modes. So um, it's got two modes, preset and then manual. Uh, preset is like I've set these three sounds that I want over these clean, crunch, and kind of drive settings. Um, on your cleans, you've got a choice of like the UK or the USA. The UK gets a little bit more crunchy, um, a bit more like a, um, like a pushed valve amp. Mm-hmm. Um, and the USA is very, very open, um, so almost never distorts. It does when you get right up there, but um, but just like adding nice warm harmonics rather than like uh, a lot of clipping. Um, and then your crunches, which are kind of more more super crunch on a Series One, or like you can think of it like a JCM eight hundred, um, a low gain Freeman kind of thing. Um, and then a kind of lower gain one, which is like a, you could think of it something like a pushed AC30, a matchless, like some, some kind of boutique thing. Um, and then you've got the OD channels, which are like incredibly high gain. Uh, you can get anywhere from like um, kind of nice rhythm, kind of real chunky kind of uh, high gain down to the kind of more modern metal high gain, which is like a lot of bottom end rolled off. So you still get the articulation, uh, incredibly high amounts of gain. And within the kind of preset mode, you can set your favorites uh, over like clean, crunch and overdrive. And just like recall those uh, one press of a button. So clicking your cleans is going to go to your favorite cleans. Clicking your OD, it's going to go to your favorite OD. And then you've got a, a boost, which is kind of a global, like a pedal style boost. And that can be either pre, which is going to add more like distortion, more drive, or it can be post. So it's just going to add more level with a um, controllable amount. So if you wanted that kind of more drive for a section, you can have it pre. If you wanted more, more level in a solo um, or for when you're performing rather than sound check. Uh, then you can put it post. That, that's and a again, really, the, really neat fact uh, functionality bit there that um, uh, I think usually when you see all these pedals, um, you don't think, oh, do I want it before or after? Uh, yeah. yeah. So that was that was really clever. Yeah, so the, the thing that you're, uh, you, you can tweak five minutes before you uh, go on stage. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, you got a little bit all of my problems <laughs> again. No, Todd always has at least fifteen minutes before he goes on. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've got a, uh, a reverb, which is, again, a pedal-style reverb. So you just click it on and off. Um, really simple to use. You do All have the of option the- of dark and light there, which isn't, uh, uh, I don't believe, is a no. functionality on Amped 1. Yeah, so on, on all of the amped range, the, the reverbs will have, um, you can connect any of the amped ranges to the uh, architect software, so on PC or Mac. Right. Uh, um, okay. Where you can kind which, of which tweak we, a few little bits. We need to get bits. to that too, so don't, forget, don't let us forget that. Yeah, so you can tweak a few little bits within that. Um, but yeah, the, the reverb is just a really good sounding reverb. You've got time and tone. Um, Time is just a very useful feature. It sounds like um, like not too much of a big deal, but for, for when you've got um, uh, like a lot of time on a clean sound, it sounds brilliant. When you've got a short sound on a short time on an OD sound, mm-hmm. you know, is it, that kind of flexibility that you need? So yeah. Now, one thing that I found uh, curious is that your the crunch. And this may be just a cultural thing. I'm not really sure. Or maybe it's just me. Uh, When we think of crunch, we think of higher gain. When we think of overdrive, we think of lower gain. Yes. And and so when I hit crunch, I was like, uh, uh, that's, and then I hit overdrive. I was like, wait a minute. Overdrive is, feels way more gainy and, and, what we would call crunchy, uh, or, or, um, I don't know, more distorted. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was just curious, is the, um, is it just me? Did I, am I mess is kind of getting that confused or. Maybe it's just cause I've been in, in black style land for so long, but I, I've always thought of, of crunch as more like the, the pushed low gain, like valve amp kind of thing. And then overdrive is like overdrive. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it was a curious thing when I, when I clicked on it and I was like, am I doing something? I felt like I was doing something. Cause then it goes super crunch. And that's when, um, then I realized, Oh, I said, no, these are, it's, I, I I'm doing it. I'm doing it right on here, but it was just curious. Maybe we need to make you a little Dymo label with something else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit more and loads. Yes. (laughs) That's human-centered design, right? You're getting feedback from the market. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you don't design for Todd. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, (laughs) Todd's the obsession. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean – we encourage everybody that's listening, please, please go and and find out more about these on the Blackstar uh, AMP site. Um, and this is under the Section 10, which is, right, this is Section 10? Department 10. Department 10, sorry. Department 10, yeah. which is sort of their, their futuring ideation section, correct? That's right, yeah. R&D is Department 10. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned something, the architect. And when I got the Amped One, I noticed that there was three. To your point, I didn't. I didn't go into the user manual because I was like, I don't need it. This is just. I get it. Just coming out of the box. But then it had these three presets for cab on the back, and I was like, Well, 
is that is that just limited to that? Like I didn't I didn't actually realize that that the architect was a thing until I dug into it more, and then when we started talking with Ian, um, can you tell us? Let, let's let's talk about architect and why it's uh, so. Uh, incredibly useful and smart. So um, Architect is the kind of app on PC and Mac that we can connect all of our range of uh, digital products to. So anything from um, uh, an ID core um, all the way up to the the amped range and even the St. James series of valve amps right. can connect to, to, to Architect to do some kind of deeper editing. So with the amped range, uh, you can control as they're digital products. You can control all of the the knobs on the front panel. Uh, you can also like preset some like um, extra features. So if you're on your effects loop to be series or parallel, that's a kind of deeper setting that you can set there. Or if you want your default reverb to be um, to be longer or shorter. So on the amped one, it's just got one one knob reverb. But if you want to go in and kind of dial that tone in, then you can do that within the Architect software. Um, and also another section to the Architect software is uh, Cabrig, which is kind of our version of um, saving, solving the same problems of like IRs or like speaker sims or uh, similar, similar things. So we've got... Uh, bunch of different cabs in there with a bunch of different microphones in different positions. So then out of the XLR output on any of the amp range, um, you can get a an IR signal or um, a speaker SIM signal uh, straight to front of house. So if you don't want to connect to a cab and, and have a loud stage, you can just hand the XLR to the front of house and you can get the same sound kind of every night, and it's going to sound absolutely killer because it's coming directly from from one unit. Nice, super super easy to use too. Um, I, I have the Torpedo X, the the Captor um, yeah. Torpedo X, and that was sort of my my, my first foray into uh, some of the cab uh, modeling and. Um, you know, fine tuning everything and getting that to work within, um, as I'm recording in logic, um, and trying to find sounds and everything. And one of the things that we talked about uh, with Ian is that, that, that was a pretty important piece of gear and seeing how that's been pulled into a a couple of other amp manufacturers, I think, uh, you know, Laney is one that that we referenced where they they've got their amp and then they also put in like the the Captor X kind of feature into that. And one of the things that I really appreciate and I think it's very much worth noticing or or taking note of rather um about the the amped one and and including the the St. James uh amps that we talked about last time is that you're not adapting someone else's thinking uh, or in functionality and uh, programming and, and all the other product development into something that you've already spent a ton of time on your own. This is all coming from the same origin. This is the same brains. This is the same people. This is the same product that is supplying not only your, your, 
your your form factor, your pro, the the actual unit, but the the thinking behind you know architect and how to further create and um, help manipulate that sound on the back end. And to me, that's what I liken to when I'm dealing with an Apple product. That's the reason that I we we gravitate towards those things because they're smart and it's all one thing. And it's not like getting a Dell or something where you're like, you have no idea who's making all the stuff and nobody wants to talk to each other and it's just a big mess. And I also think about that in the same sense of Porsche design. I worked at a, a Porsche restoration shop for several years and the design thinking that went into that and knowing that it was all controlled by that, just that single way of going about something and not some ginormous bureaucracy made the product better. And I think that is a huge part of the success of these uh, products. Yeah, I think, um, I think, like you said, I don't want to re re repeat the same things that you said with Ian, but it's just it helps so much with um, with with tone sculpting and getting the sound in your head because it's all one system. So, especially with IRs, like there's so many of them around, and they can be really great on one thing, but sound really really bad on something else. So, like it all being a part of the architect software and being in your one unit. It's just like, it makes everything so much easier for just plug in and play. Yeah. And then you're doing the thing that you really want to do. You're playing. You're not like going through menus or you're not trying to install your drivers for, for two different things that don't want to communicate with other problems. Uh, each other properly yeah absolutely i mean that's that's what i liked about the amped one and now of course the amp two and three is they're very intuitive to, to use you don't even if you don't use the architect software uh, the average player can just plug in and go set some knobs and go because they look very familiar they're you know it's like if you've ever used a effects pedal uh they're very easy to do but i i had a question concerning uh, is there a, a a feature or a function uh, that you know, players might overlook that uh, you wanted them to explore. Definitely, the hold function, which is like my favorite thing, ah. um, and I fought a long time—not fought—that's a wrong word—but I was really like passionate about getting this in. Um, so on the amped one, two, or three, they've all got the reverb. Um, so if you press when, when reverb is on, if you press and hold the reverb then it's going to freeze that reverb sound. Um, so you can like get a really kind of ethereal um, sound just by pressing and holding that. And then on the Amped uh, 2, you can also do that for delay and modulation. So delay is going to freeze the, the tails, and the modulation is going to get more intense. Um, so yeah, that's like super cool, like deep. You got big smiles feature. over here because <laughs> I'm so glad that we asked that question because with this much functionality, surely there's got to be something that that people are going to overlook, and and that's something that both of us overlooked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I, I've had people um, do reviews and find this by accident, and they came up to me going, "Do you know that it does that? It's so cool." Said, yeah, we know it does it. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Well, uh, 
I, I'm just I'm really thrilled that we got to talk to you about these, Alex. Um, and I'm I'm so pleased to meet the person, uh, one of the people. I understand there's more. It's more than you. But it's um, all just me. You, so, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, as as the uh, the admiral at the helm of of this stuff, I, um, I I'm just pleased that we got to hear it straight from you. Um, I, that that goes a long way for us uh, as people who like to speak with the people that are making the things. No, it's brilliant. It's been really great to talk to you guys. Obviously, um, you know what? I really want to tell you about all the stuff that we're working on now that I know I can't but <laughs> so wait I'm right there with you man I'm um, sorry to interrupt I'm right there with you I, I also could spend three hours talking about stuff that's coming out the next two years but that's the restrictive part of being in product development yeah 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 so um Okay, well, we'll just look forward to to future uh, future product releases and episodes then. Um, definitely, yeah, definitely. very cool. Keep you in the loop. Now uh, we do have uh, one more feature that we've got here, and uh, we're going to hop in the old El Camino and uh, head down to Jared. We're going to get some, get a, a couple of ice cold RC Coca Colas. RC Cola, yeah, Royal Crown, and. Uh, and stop by his house. Jared, where are we, what are we doing? Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the time of the podcast where we like to little play a game called Would You Rather? I'm trying to find the email right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the extended right. version. Yeah. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, this one's from our buddy Stu Shaley here. So you're walking down the street. Walk, walk, walk. And that crazy genie you keep running into is back. <laughs> of course, oh, man. Genie. I love the genie. Yeah. This time he grants you one wish of his choice. He hands you the SG style guitar of your dreams. The only catch is you cannot take the strap off. You know, the strap is eternally affixed onto the... SG of your dreams. Mm -hmm. You have the choice of two. One that grips perfect, but needs adjusted for length about every song. Oh man. Or the other keeps its length, but it is super slick making you fight that neck dive. Mm. The choice is yours. Do you want a nice grippy, but you have to adjust all the time? Or do you want a slick? That's, you know, that slide, slip and slides and all that kind of thing. And the good thing about the slick thing, you can you can kind of like push your guitar around the whole body and do one of those 360 guitar slings. Oh, nice. I do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> okay. So there you have it. All right. So the choice of two, one that grips perfect. Uh, this is the SG style of your dreams. Um so you're really stuck with one of two kinds of straps, grippy or super slippy. Well, the grippy has to be adjusted. Now, let me ask you this, Jared. Uh, yeah. The one that needs to be adjusted, does the strap lengthen or shorten? Uh, both. It'll lengthen and shorten. Oh, so it's but just you have it's to, like. But no matter what, it will need adjusted every song. Every song. Okay. Yeah. 
Does it wait till the end of the song, or is it in the middle of the Man, song? This is, I, I when when this got sent in to between me, songs. When this got sent to me, um, I said, uh, "Why do you hate me so much?" <laughs> because this is this is something that we've actually talked about at, at, at length here. Um, all right, so. Tony, we're going to check in with you. Okay. And then we're going to go to Jared and then uh, wind up with Alex and myself. Well, I, I really cannot stand slippery straps. Um, uh, they just, if it's not sitting on my shoulder just right, it drives me crazy. Likewise, I can't stand a strap that lengthens or shortens and stuff. Although I, I think I can live with that one a little bit more. So I think I'm going to go with option one, which is the strap that needs adjusted after every song. As long as it doesn't do it in the middle of the song, I guess I'd be okay with that. But uh, option one for moi. Okay. Jared? I'm going to go with the slick. I, I'm, I'm not going to adjust it or anything. I'm just going to go with the slick Rick. And uh, knock him off the block, yeah. Rick. Off the block, Rick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with this like one, and and so I can do those. Uh, not have to adjust those it. I'm big not three sixties. You're gonna do those three sixty guitar twirls? Uh, nah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, right? Because the straps never, ever, ever you coming can, off. Because it's like a ukulele on you. Well, the, that's what the genie says about the strap. <laughs> Whatever so, the genie says. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Alex, you going for a strap that grips perfect but needs adjusting, or is it keeps its length but is super duper slip, slicky? I, I think I'll go slick. I think I could, I feel like I could control it. I feel like I could grip it with my hands. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm with you on that one. I don't like something that is constantly pulling like my shirt. Um, I've tried uh, leather straps and stuff in the in the past, and have absolutely hated it. Um, and I, I have to rely on my sort of muscle memory in order to to you know play through a full set. Um, so having different lengths of the strap all the time is uh, would would make me insane. So I'm going slick on that one, too. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for stranding me on Tony Island yep. once again. It happens. All the time. Indeed. And that was a great one, Stu. Thank you very much. Tony, we need to thank a few people, and that... then we're going to let Alex get back to his painting. Painting of, of the garden house. Yes. So uh, at this point of the show, Todd, there's a very special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, an executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? Well, you go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor of this very podcast. Each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts and giveaways and a handwritten note from Todd, by the way. Reframe that. Yes, we will. <laughs> and uh, But there's one thing more. Jared, what is that? You get to have your name right on the thing. Name right on the thing. That's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vaderin Pedals, John Helverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, 
Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, James Bell, and James Romer. Oh, yeah. James and James. Yes, yes, yes. But, Todd, there's more. Please. Don't interrupt. Go on. I know you want to. I do. I see, I see you looking at me. I do. There's another group of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. These are the creme de la creme, the top of the heap. And they get a fez to wear on their head, in addition to all the other great stuff. We love our grand poobas. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igreda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S., David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Von Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, and Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all so very much. Um, we, uh, We couldn't do this without you. And, no, um, we hope we uh, we get some uh, some more supporters. Um, if you're thinking about it, do it. It'll make you feel good. It'll make us feel good too. Uh, we need to say a, a huge thanks to Alex for joining us. No, thanks, thanks for having me anytime, and uh, you'll uh, you'll have me back when I can tell you all about the new things. I absolutely can't wait. Absolutely will. Where can where is the best place for people to go to learn more about these products, Alex? So blackstaramps.com and all our social media stuff, of course. Um, don't look at my videos on YouTube because I just <laughs> wave my hands too oh, much. Oh, I'm looking so. at those first. Absolutely. That's the first thing we're doing <laughs> as soon as we get done with this. Uh, Tony, where can people find you? Oh, just go over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the wares I have available. By and large, what I do is custom pickguard work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're trying to do, and I'll take good care of you. Perfect. Jared? Uh, you can get a hold of me, Jared.com. Alan.Brandon on Instagram. Send me a question or whatever. We'll talk about pickups and stuff. Perfect. Nice. You can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or DM me on Instagram, uh, which is the most popular option, at guitarnobs. Love to talk to you. Love to hear what's going on in your own music world. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, Blackstar, go get yourself some of this awesome amped one, two, or three gear. I promise you, you will not be sorry. Um, Asterix, no legal <laughs> stuff about it. Anyways, <laughs> hey, everybody, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hot chicken. Yeah. Here, Give me some we'll hot give chicken. You a tourism pamphlet you can uh, yes. study while we're on the show. Actually, I'll, I can I'll share the story. This is this might hopefully this doesn't weird you out too much. But I, we are recording. <laughs> I know. But well, I, I mean, I added this. 
Tony, how would you describe yourself physically? <laughs> beautiful. Be- sexy. Be- big, bold, and beautiful. Big, bold, and beautiful. And brassy, right, got and it. brassy and sassy. Whoever's got the hot mic and the mouse, it, it's like flicking. The, it, it the, might be me. It Stop clicking is. your yeah, mouse, Jared. It was testing one, two. Test. Is this better? Test. Just stop clicking what? your freaking mouse. Yeah, the mic is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay. It's hard to think of what what four would be, but yeah, I think I think I've got a shot. Okay, my no no tuners, no tuners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ants. <laughs> Ants for sure. No, my dog's ringing the bell to go outside. If I don't let him out, he'll take a dookie inside. So, so Alex. Um, Sorry, man. Apologize. Uh, it's, it's okay. We <laughs> it's, it's, just go do the thing. We got nothing else better to do, Jared. Cripes. <laughs> All right, you clown. <laughs> what happens if you start ringing the bell? Well, you look out grass because you're about to get fertilized <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot i am uh jared will give you a neck problem because oh, he's God. uh he's six foot eight and uh 340 <laughs> so picture a door <laughs> and then with eyeballs a, the door's a little flatter now too so and away we go well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.